You're listening to Modern Mystic Soul, a podcast dedicated to helping starseeds like you go from awakened to activated. My name is Therese Tucker. I'm an intuitive artist, psychic medium, teacher of intuition, and author of Confidence is Magic. And I'm sitting down to talk with you about the ascension process, the spiritual growth lessons I've learned, and how to move into a more aligned frequency so you can fully experience your destiny. So I'm actually talking to you in the middle of a timeout right now. <laughs> Let me explain. Let me explain. So when I get frustrated and lately I feel like I get frustrated a lot right now and I'll, I'm going to explain that too. But when I get frustrated, I find that I get really resistant and for me, I liken that to sort of a tantrum. When I get in that resistant state, you know that state you get in when you are asking for help or a solution and somebody lovingly offers you their insight to what that solution could be and your response to it is, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's resistance, right? And I find that whenever I find myself in overwhelm, I go into that resistant state. And it's usually towards the end of the kind of the end of the cycle, meaning like I've already gone through the problem. Um, I've already worked it out. I'm sort of in that, please help me. And then I get the solution and it's not what I want to hear. And so I go into that resistant state. So when I find myself in a resistant state uh, and I, I'm not able to shift it within the conversation. For example, I was having a conversation with someone just before this and she was helping me through um, what was going on and we were kind of focusing on solutions and she was giving me some um, help constructive criticism right like this is the feedback this is something I see that you're not really doing and you could do more of um, and she's right by the way I totally agree with her but my ego definitely got activated because my ego is in a place of this is a problem and I'm feeling sorry for myself and I just want someone to tell me that you know, oh, poor Therese, poor you, you're doing fine. And this will, this will go away all by itself. And instead, you're getting well, like, here's how you could show up more. So that's the kind of feedback I got. And I got really resistant to it. And what I've learned about myself over the years is if I get into this resistant state, and I'm not able to shift it through some rational conversation, then what I need is to give myself a time limit on how long I can stay there. I gave myself 20 minutes to fully have my tantrum. So I get to sit here right now and be in resistance and struggle with my problem. And I can pout as much as I want to. And after the 20 minutes are up, then I, I need to focus on moving out of that and moving towards solution. It's either I need to let go of the problem and recognize that I'm not going to move or I have to be willing to adapt. And the reason I wanted to share with you this with you right now is because uh, the conversation, ironically, was about being more vulnerable, like being more visible with my audience, <laughs> which is something that I struggle with, not because I don't want to be authentic with you and show you who I am. I just I like to be on the other side of the problem before I do that. And she was suggesting that maybe 
there's a disconnect for my audience because you guys aren't seeing me work through the problem. Like it might be more helpful for you to watch how I move through this process. And so that was what I was resistant to was doing that. And I'm in the middle of my tantrum right now. And instead of staying here and tantruming fully, I was like, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to get on my podcast and I'm going to talk about the fact that I'm in the middle of a tantrum right now. (laughs) And I'm going to try to share with you like what happens when you are working on personal growth and spiritual development, right? When you're on your spiritual growth journey, it's not all you know, love and light and rainbows and just make contact with your higher self and it's all better, all better. Sometimes it's real struggle and um, it can be easy when you are working with higher levels of consciousness to almost judge the fact that you're still struggling with your ego, like somehow that makes me less spiritually evolved or it means I haven't had the growth that I have because I'm still encountering my ego. And I don't believe that's true. When I look at other people, I see people who are doing their work that are actively working through their issues or working through their traumas and things like that. And they can still have a bad day and it doesn't lessen how I view them. And yet my ego loves to tell me that this is lessening me somehow. Like it's right now, My ego is in the background just freaking out. I cannot believe that I, one, that I shortened my tantrum time, and two, that I'm telling you (laughs) that I have this going on right now. So yeah, in the back of my head right now, my ego is flipping out. Like, Like I can't believe that I have like pulled up the covers and shown you what's operating under here. So This is my time to be vulnerable with you and share with you the process I'm going through. And I I really, what I'd like to get to is explaining to you the lesson I think I'm in the middle of learning or maybe mastering because I feel like I've had this lesson already. So why are we doing it again? And my team is like, it's all about that mastery, right? So I want to share that with you. But I wanted to just start with the most authentic thing that was going on, which is just right now being in the midst of this um, struggle about wanting to connect, wanting to be more authentic, and also wanting to have cleaned it up first before I shared it with you. And so this episode is just going to be one of those. um, It's probably going to be an episode that I refuse to listen to for a while because I'm, I, I don't know, there's a part of me that's mortified. It's my ego that's mortified that I'm going here, but I want to share it with you because I want to show you that you can be deeply in touch with spirit, with higher energy and still not be, and still be rather a work in progress, right? So we're all that way. You are a masterpiece in some ways, and you're still a work in progress in some ways. And so am I. And I want to make 2024, the year where that's really okay with me, where my ego goes even quieter because uh, I am not agreeing with its absurd need to be perfect or have it figured out first. Um, And so this is my first attempt at uh, doing that. So if you're listening and you're still listening, (laughs) which I don't know if you will be, but if you're still listening, thank you so much for being here with me in my tantrum time. And I'd like to let you know that the 
last seven minutes I've spent with you have been cutting my tantrum time down. So, you know, the the higher part of me thanks you for holding this space with me. And the other part of me that needs a tantrum, well, I feel like it's quieting down. Isn't that ironic that sometimes the thing that's going to help you the most is the thing your ego is freaking out about the most. Like sharing the situation is actually helping me calm down. Whereas my ego is like, zip it up or wrap it up. Keep that hidden. We'll work on it alone. And when it's figured out, then we can go talk to people. Um, so the the point being that sometimes the thing you're resisting is the thing that's going to set you free. Um, and this is me doing it with you in real time right now as I'm, my resistance is subsiding. And I wanted to share with you the topic today, which is about uh, this lesson that I'm mastering, which is about reacting versus responding. And I feel like this is the classic lesson that really has to do with the difference between your ego being involved and your higher self being involved. Because when the ego is involved, of course, we're going to be reactive um, and then when the higher self is involved, we're going to be more considerate, conscious and responsive. And I wanted to share with you, like, this is the lesson I think I'm mastering right now, because in my life, I just keep being brought so many issues or situations where things aren't really resolving the way I want them to go. Every time I think I'm moving up, like I feel like I'm an el on an elevator, right? And I push the up button. You know, you've been in this scenario where you get in the elevator and you swear to God that elevator said it was going up and you push for the floor you want that's on an, a floor above you and that elevator starts going down and you're like, what the hell? Like what? And so you have to ride the elevator down, pick up more people, Sometimes it keeps going down. You got to go to, and it's like, oh my God, I swear to God, this elevator was going up and it's going down and then it's going up, right? So I just feel like there's just been small, annoying scenarios that just keep happening every time I think it's resolved and, it's, and I'm done with it. And I'll give you examples in a little bit, but every time I think I'm done with it and I'm like, that's cool. I got over it. Then I have to do it again. And I'm like, oh my God. Right now, universe, if you send me one more lesson on whether or not I'm reacting or responding, I'm going to lose my crap, which means I'm reacting, by the way. And that's why that's why the universe keeps sending it because they're like, oh, man, you didn't get it. That was the goal. The goal was, can you choose how you're responding to this or are you going to flip out? Because if you're going to flip out, we have to send it again. So... That awareness is really kicking in today. And I wanted to share that with you because I'm sure you may also be going through your own master lesson. And hey, if it's this one, you are in good company, right? You're not alone. Um, this is a tricky one and we're going through it on mass as well. Like how do we, we be more responsive versus reactive? So I want to dive into that with you uh, in the deeper part of this episode and see if we can also share some tips together about how to be more responsive, um, which is, like I said, is something I've been mastering lately. So I'm happy to share those with you in this episode. So again, thank you for being here. 11 minutes in, the tantrum is gone. We did it and I couldn't have done it without you. Are you feeling stuck, overwhelmed, or unsure of your life's direction? 
it's time to break free from self-doubt and confusion. I'd like to invite you to join me in my Modern Mystic Mentoring Program, where you'll unlock the power of your intuition and transform your life. With over a decade of experience, I specialize in guiding you through my intuitive self-mastery method, helping you heal the past, embrace your inner wisdom, and create a future filled with confidence and purpose. Say goodbye to indecision and hello to self-trust. Join me on a journey of self-discovery and watch as your life transforms into a masterpiece of positivity and fulfillment. Ready to step into your true potential? Visit blithestarlight.com forward slash mentoring and book your call with me today. Modern Mystic Mentoring, your path to intuitive self-mastery starts here. Hello there, I'm back. During the break, I took time to eat a little food and I feel even more grounded. My blood sugar is balanced and I can continue to work on the topic of responding versus reacting with you. So as I had mentioned before, I feel like I am repeating a scenario of frustrating situations and I'll give you an example. Some of these I feel dumb talking about because well, I'm judging myself. I mean, my ego is kicking in again. Um, but there are situations where when I hear myself say it out loud, I'm like, really, that's what's going to trigger you right now. But it is triggering. So I'll share it anyway. So here's a dumb scenario. But I live on this. Um, I live in this little neighborhood that shares one driveway. So it's like six houses and we share a one lane driveway that ends at my house. Um, and so from time to time, it gets a little crowded, especially if people are trying to come and you're trying to go. It doesn't actually happen too much just with the neighbors. But there has been some construction at a couple of the houses that are next door to me. And so we get construction vehicles. We've got a couple vans today and a big truck and a trailer. And they're all kind of conglomerating right at my at the end of the driveway where I am. And a lot of times I get blocked in and they'll be there all day. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass because it's like, why don't they realize that they're blocking us in all day long? So we have to go out there and ask them to move. And of course, they're, you know, they're willing to move. But this is been increased. It's been happening increasingly. And even though I know these people are nice and reasonable. It still drives me nuts and causes me to go into reaction every time I see it. So, of course, this morning I had uh, errands to run and I was on a timer. I had to be back home at a certain time. And like right before I'm about to go out the door, some truck pulls up, blocks the driveway with their big trailer. And I'm just like, you know, in my brain, I'm having a meltdown now. You know, I'm kind of used to it by now. So those meltdowns aren't so verbal or I'm not I'm not getting worked up because it kind of is what it is, but it's still happening. And I'm like, really, really, it's still happening. Like how many times do I have to tell you like you're making it so I can't leave my house? So it's like scenarios like that where I'm like, when does this elevator start going up? Like when does the message get through that you can't block someone into their house? And that's just one example. 
of these little frustrating scenarios that keep seeming to resurface. And that's just, that's one. And I would say that one's probably the least. Other things are just some patterns I'm seeing in my business or even patterns I'm seeing in myself, like how I handle conflict or how I overcome issues of resistance, like I'm talking to you today, things like that. They keep they keep showing up on repeat. And this morning when I was talking and I was in my session, uh, I was asked, why do you think these scenarios keep repeating? And I heard my team say that they're my opportunity to master the art of responding. And I had to like, like I nodded my head and I was like, son of a bitch, <laughs> like really still, you know, and I, this is an interesting story for me. So maybe you're a person who isn't very reactive. And if you are, can you just leave a message and tell me how you do it? Because that's never been the place where my energy is at. I am a sensitive person. I am an artistic person. I have a flair for the dramatic. I used to be an actress. Um, it's all over my natal chart that I am, you know, emotionally available is a nice way to put it. But that can often be expressed when you're frustrated as reactive, right? Like you're having an, an emotional response before you're thinking about it. And that's a place that I've sat all my life, like as a kid and now into adulthood, emotionally responding before you've had a chance to think about it. And I know that in my time of contemplation and meditation, I really do want to be more responsive. This is something that I've asked for. I've asked for the the wisdom to be able to respond, the ability to sort of have a cooler head and allow myself to really think through something before I give it emotional energy. And I'm good. I've definitely gotten better over the years. So this isn't something where I'm like at step one. But like many of you who are going through your master lessons, you know that it's like an onion, right? So you've gotten past step one and you're patting yourself on the back and you're like, I got through that. And then you're like, there's step two. And you're like, all right, okay, well, maybe this is just deepening. And then at some point you're asking yourself, how deep does this thing go? Like really, <laughs> like how many layers to this or how many floors down do we have to go before the elevator starts going up, right? So I kind of at at that point today, that's where I've been is, is having this place of how long do I have to be in this before I start getting it? My team kind of laughs, you know, maybe your team is also quite funny. Mine's funny, has an ironic sense of humor. I enjoy them, but they kind of laugh at that. And they're like, the lesson stops when you stop reacting to it. So going back to my example of the big trucks and vans blocking my driveway. I don't know if I'll ever be able to control that. They might still block my driveway, but the lesson stops the day I look out the window and I have no emotional response to that. Like I said, this morning I had an emotional response. Like it wasn't a verbal one. It wasn't complaining and frustrating and venting about it. I saw it in my shoulders got tightened, my energy dropped. And I'm like, this thing again, is kind of how I went through it. So it was definitely a lesser of a reaction, but it was still a reaction. And they're letting me know the lesson stops the day you look out the window and they're there. And there's just, you're fine. Your day isn't ruined. The dark cloud doesn't roll over. 
You're not having a moment where you're like, how am I going to have to deal with this problem? It's just, it's a nothing burger. What I'm trying to share with you is like, that's when we'll know that we're through it. It doesn't necessarily mean the situation will go away, but it will mean that our response to the situation will have incredibly improved. We will be in a responsive state. We will get to look out our proverbial window and see the proverbial van blocking your driveway and you'll be like, okay, and just keep moving on. That's where we're trying to get to with this. If you're in the same boat as I've been in, um, where you feel like you're in the middle of a master lesson here and you're, you feel like you keep getting triggered by it. Like it just, it's like you, you've done the work, you, you get partway through the lesson and you're like, okay, I understand that this is what I need to shift. Maybe you need to do a perspective shift. Maybe you have to pay attention to what you're telling yourself. Maybe you have to allow someone to help you. Maybe you have to rely more on yourself. Whatever the scenario is, it's not that the external catalyst that gets offered to you goes away, which is, of course, what we would like it to be. It's that it no longer triggers you in the way it has been triggering you, and therefore you've moved past it. And these scenarios no longer act like a highlight in your mind, right? They don't, be, they don't end up being something that you're fixating on because it's not affecting you and you're able to keep moving on with your day. So the next part I want to talk to you is specifically if you're dealing with reactivity versus being responsive, like the master lesson I'm in, I want to share with you some of the ways that I help myself move through this because sometimes I am very blessed in the fact that I can be conscious of it and catch myself before I let that reactivity take hold. Other times that thing is a slippery eel and I've already reacted before I realized it. But there are ways that I can help minimize that or kind of turn the car around and go back in the right direction, if you will. So I want to share some of the ways that I've been doing that and hopefully it can help you too. And by the way, if you're someone who is also working on this, the good news is you're not alone. And number two, if you're someone who feels like you've got a hold of this, if this is something you've already mastered, please share in the comments. Uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you can literally leave comments on the episode um, and share them with me there. You can share them with me on social media. You can find me at Blythe Starlight Brand on Instagram and you can share them with me there. Uh, where else could you share them? On YouTube, on my YouTube channel at Blythe Starlight, you can share it there. Anyway, my point is that if you're resonating with this and you have information that you'd like to share with me and as well as other listeners, please put it somewhere where you can find a place to comment on my social medias. And I will definitely share this with people because this is something that I long to get better at. And I'm so tired of the lessons at the same time. It's like, I want to... I'm in that place right now where it's like, I'd like both to happen. Like I'd like to overcome this lesson or at least master this lesson is what I should say. And also not have to deal with the catalyst that comes with learning this lesson. So I'm kind of in that catch 22 place or a double standard, if you will. All right. So stick around. I'll be back with some of the ways I'm working on moving through this in real time with you.
Be right back. Do you want to join the next Spirit Circle? Spirit Circles are virtual gatherings I hold every new moon and full moon, where I'll take you deep into the cosmic codes to receive the messages on how to work in alignment with source energy. The first 60 minutes include energy attunements, journaling, masterminds, guided visualizations, and more. Each spirit circle includes a 30-minute psychic Q&A session with me to get answers from your guides and spirit team. Every session is recorded and it's yours to keep to use again and again. If you want to join me for the upcoming spirit circle, please go to blithestarlight.com forward slash spirit dash circles. I hope to see you there. Welcome back. How are you doing with this episode? Are you wondering how this all ties into the spiritual stuff and ascension that I'm usually talking about? Uh, because it does tie in. It's kind of a more mundane aspect of this bigger event that we're going through. But this is part of the cleanup, if you will. We are at the stages where doing the cleanup work is so critical to our success through ascension because this heavy stuff the ego driven stuff it cannot come with us right the the ego is actually a mechanism of 3d it was given to us for the purpose of going through 3d meaning that it was simply there as a tool for us to make a choice and if you want to hear more about that i highly recommend going to the series in my podcast called the choice i think there's two different podcasts i do on it and it really go into detail about how the ego was created to allow us to move through third density and make choices that felt very authentic. But we have to do the cleanup work and leave the ego behind in 3D in order to ascend to higher vibrations of consciousness. It can't come with us. It's a false construct. So our ego was falsely constructed just to work through 3D. It was a tool meant to be used there. The problem with the ego is that we get very attached to it because it's sort of symbolic of who we think we are, right? The ego is telling you, you're an individual, you're, you're a person with this name and these are your likes and dislikes and this is, you know, these are your skills and this is what you suck at and it, it has this purpose of individuating us, but as we ascend higher in consciousness, we can't have that and so this is why we've got lessons in mastery because ultimately what we're doing here is working our ego out of the system. There's some point at which the ego has served its purpose. It gave you the sense of being individual and authentic, thereby allowing you to make choices that felt like they were truly genuinely yours. But the ego doesn't know how to stop itself. It doesn't know how to stop at that helpful place and stay there. Instead, it starts to adopt us as if it is us. And we start to adopt it as if we are it. And so we get very enmeshed with our ego, which makes the 3D level very difficult. Because not only do we have to deal with polarity in, in full contrast, meaning that you will be offered positive catalyst and negative catalyst in equal measure, which can be very difficult, right? Because it means 50% 
of life is difficult and 50% is pleasurable. That's already hard. Then you've got this tool that was meant to help you feel like an individual so you could make authentic choices in meshing with who you think you are to the point where it's like you, it can be really hard, really hard to separate ourselves from the idea of our ego. So we get these lessons that help us identify it. And usually, of course, the catalyst that's offered, the most effective catalyst for growth is negative catalyst because you want to get out of that situation so much that negative catalyst really drives you forward. Whereas positive catalyst or positive reinforcement, it kind of helps you stay put. So a lot of times we learn how to dismantle or separate ourselves from our ego through painful experiences, um, like learning the lessons of this is what happens when you're overly reactive, or this is what happens when you choose to react versus respond, right? So the point of going through this and identifying what's going on for you is a type of cleanup and it helps you detach from the ego. I hope that as you've been listening to this episode, I'm pretty sure you've spotted my ego talking through me. It's all, all those little judgment statements I made earlier. I mean, this, this episode has been truly unique because as I've been recording it, I have gone from a high state of resistance down to a low state and increasing my acceptance. So here I am at the part where I am more accepting of the situation I find myself in than I started the scenario in. And so hopefully you can sort of hear my journey as we're going through that. And so from this place that I'm at right now, I am grateful for the lessons that I'm receiving because with the ability to step back and detach from my scenario, I recognize that these lessons are not the hardest lessons a person can receive, even if they are frustrating to me, and that it is completely within my capacity to heal through this. And so I'm very grateful for that. But I wanted to just share with you how understanding your lessons, whether it's a lesson of mastery, or a lesson of awareness, how they're helping you with your ascension process, because our egos cannot come with us. They are the thing that will anchor us in the 3D if we do not learn to overcome them. And so if you find yourself struggling with one of your lessons today, but you're aware of it, you know, that's a that's a moment to be grateful or thankful because it means that you're already in the process of detaching because as soon as you have awareness that you're doing it you now have an opportunity to create change and it means you're doing a good job so no matter how crappy it can feel at times if you're aware this needs to shift and you can see how you want it to shift and how it's actually working in your favor these are all steps to climbing up and out of resistance moving out of the ego and into your authentic self so now what I'd like to do is dive into some valuable tips and insights that can help us navigate challenging moments when our egos threaten to take the lead. And these are some of the ways that I help myself through the scenario. And again, I don't expect of myself to be perfect. My ego does, but I don't. And I know that there are some times when I will miss the awareness or the opportunity to make a a better choice before it happens, meaning I will react before I realize I have a chance to respond. 
And so one of the things that I would say is the first thing is the ability to be gentle with yourself. Growth isn't easy. Self-awareness is a tough key to get, but once you get it, man, it's such a powerful tool. So the willingness to be gentle with yourself allows self-awareness to happen much easier because now there isn't something blocking you, right? When we're hard on ourselves, it's a form of attack to ourself. And when we're in that state of attack, then there's a, a need, another need that will arise in us to protect ourselves. And if we're having to protect ourselves from ourselves, it's really hard to be self-aware. We're busy, right? It's hard to look at what's going on when we feel attacked. So that gentleness with self is so important to get to the key of self-awareness. Because when we can get to self-awareness, and again, this is another key to help you in creating your shift, whatever that is, if, whether you're shifting from reactiveness to responsiveness or you're shifting from passiveness to taking action, whatever that shift is, self-awareness is the key to mastery. And all we need to do is recognize when we're triggered or what emotions are running high. Awareness will empower us to pause and assess the situation before reacting impulsively. So this is where Doing a simple exercise like putting your hand over your heart and going, what do I feel right now? So if I were to do this morning again, using my van example, and I looked out the window and I immediately put my hand over my heart and closed my eyes and said, what am I feeling right now? Then I'd probably have tuned in and, and felt like, well, I'm feeling, you know, frustration or I feel like people aren't hearing me. But it would allow me to tap in and see what was going on. And, and instead of directing all that energy into a form of frustration or feeling like I have someone to fight, I have identifying why it's coming up for me. And that's such an important first step for allowing you to choose what happens next. Because a lot of times the emotions are tied to what you're thinking. So if you realize like my emo I'm frustrated, okay, what are the thoughts connected to that? I'm frustrated that no one's recognizing that they're blocking me into my house again and that I've got places to go. Making contact with that allows me to go, okay, well, just simply ask them to move, which is what we did. And of course they moved instantly. So problem solved. <laughs> okay. Number two, when you're working, I should say number three, really, because the first two are gentleness and self-awareness. Give yourself space. My whole thing in the past was I see something I don't like and I immediately want to go correct it, right? I want to go say something to the person and time and age help you learn that's not going to get you anywhere. You naturally learn from making that mistake too much that you need to give yourself space and give other people space. That constructive, the, the best way to be constructive and give yourself a chance to be responsive is to step away from the thing that's upsetting you in the moment, the feeling of being reactive or emotionally responsive, like easily emotionally responsive is you get this belief in your head that there's urgency behind what's happening. Like you have to urgently do something about it because you're triggered. And 
That's a lie that the ego develops that will get you to react from the place of the ego, thereby giving your ego more control. So the best thing you can do is give yourself space. So um, in my scenario, I could just walk away from the window, go focus on something else. I think that's what I did actually, is I took a deep breath, um, paused and really thought about how do I want this to go down moving forward? Same thing when I was feeling triggered in my session earlier and I was getting constructive criticism. I had to, I felt myself getting agitated. She noticed I was getting agitated. I, I was, my eye contact was like getting poor. I was just like, uh, you know, moving away. And it was that giving myself space. So that's interesting to do virtually. How do you give yourself space when you're in a virtual environment? Like you're with someone like a coworker or somebody on zoom and ha and you have to have this communication because this is the allotted time for that. But how do you give yourself space? And it's simply breathing will do it, right? You kind of give yourself space, close your eyes, and I would go right to acknowledgement. This is how I'm feeling right now. I recognize that I'm being in resistance. I hear what you're saying and I'm having an ego response or an emotional response to it. I just want to take a second here because I'm not trying to respond to you from a place of ego. And usually people are pretty mindful and understanding of that. It might be hard in a coworker scenario where they're not used to that language, but you can still do that for yourself internally where you're sort of having that conversation and regaining composure before you move forward. Number three, and this one is one of the ones that'll really help kick in your higher self, like which will move the process forward much faster. Did I say number three again? Wow. Number four. <laughs> My brain is stuck on that. <laughs> number four is to practice empathy. This brings in our higher self, which speeds up the process of moving into responsiveness. Usually it can be interesting because I, I would say that typically I'm coming from an empathetic place. When I'm triggered, it's harder to get there. It's harder to think about what are they going through? Because you're, you're having a moment inside about what you're going through. So when I need to activate my empathy when I'm feeling like it's hard because I'm triggered for whatever reason. This is when I call in my higher self. It's like a quick prayer and I'm like, higher self, come in, you know, come closer or embody me, help me do this answer for me because I'm having a hard time. And my higher self always comes through when I do that. And a lot of times the higher self is going to help you move into an empathetic state where you're actually thinking about what the other person in the scenario is going through, if there's another person. But it allows you to broaden your thinking. It gives you that bird's eye view. And that also helps you be less reactive because reactivity tends to mean it's personal, right? That's how I would say high emotions work because it feels very personal. A lot of times it's not about you. It wasn't about you. And the, the guy parking his van at the end of my driveway, I think he was a new guy too. So he really didn't know that I had asked to keep it clear. Um, and he's just trying to get a job done. Like that, that's their whole goal is like how to get this job done. They're not thinking about that this could possibly inconvenience anyone else. And when you look at it like that and you see that it's not personal, it helps you to deescalate and ground again. 
and move into a place where like everybody wants to work together, which is a great place, a great mindset to be in. And I I think that goes with number five, which would be be mindful, right? Practice mindfulness. Everybody, what if instead of our ego telling us that there is someone pushing against us and making us wrong or making our life harder, that they're simply just trying to do the best that they can. And when we come from that place, then we start practicing coming from doing the best that we can. And we're staying present in the moment. We're recognizing that our emotions are telling us this thing is heightened when in reality it's not. Like that's why it feels so silly to use the example of a van blocking your driveway because when you see it like that, you're like, it's it's not that big of a deal, right? But it feels like a huge deal. And that ability to like stay present, be like, nothing's wrong. I'm not in threat. Like I technically don't even need to leave yet. It's fine. As soon as I go into that, what's really happening in the present, not what my ego is saying, but what is really happening, it all changes. Like the, the whole ability to see the scenario scenario for what it really is, rather than what your ego is telling you it is, it it's like night and day. And you realize that a lot of times the ego puts things on high alert that don't actually have a there's, there's no alert status. It's simply that I feel triggered and therefore I feel attacked and those things kind of go together and activate that, that fight or flight response. And you realize by staying present that none of that's really valid. You're just uncomfortable and that will pass. And lastly, I think the most important thing when going through these lessons, whether you're also working on reactivity versus response or whatever your lesson is, is that the goal is growth, not perfection. And it's important to celebrate the progress. Even if the progress was, I caught myself, I, I reacted, but I pulled it back in and I recognized that this is a crappy moment, not a crappy day. Or I recognized that this isn't as high drama as my ego assigned it. Or I realized that I could turn around and I could be receptive and I could apologize for where I went off the handle and make a commitment to myself and to other people if I need to, that I'm going to be practice being more self-aware and more responsive. And that, you know, I could, you know, there's, there's times I'm going to need help, but that I acknowledge that this is where I want to grow and this is where I need to grow. Um, and I'm going to do that work and then choose to celebrate it even when you stumble. So I want you to know that it's okay to be vulnerable and admit when we're still learning. This did not kill me. <laughs> this, this is only going to make me stronger. I hope it kind of gave you an insight into uh, what it looks like when my ego is activated. I really do try to show up with more helpful things for you. And, you know, I, I have to be honest, like, I'm not sure how helpful today's episode was. So let me know if it did help you, if it gave you insight, if you feel like you understand me a little better, or if it relate, if you relate to it. I really appreciate when other people are vulnerable with me. I appreciate seeing that in the world. I appreciate the authenticity that's out there. And I want to share mine with you. And in the process, hopefully even heal more of the parts of my ego that need healing and feel more connected to myself. It's okay to be a little sloppy sometimes. 
and know that you're committed to your growth and that you're a work in progress. So thank you for joining me on this journey today. And I hope these tips resonate with you and that you are working on your master lesson as I work on mine. And if yours is also response over reaction, I hope that this helps you in the future and that the next time you are tested to see whether or not you'll respond, you'll be able to hold some space for yourself and move into that calmer, more collected state. Remember, this is a journey and we're in it together. And until next time, keep shining your beautiful light. Thank you for joining me. Be sure to visit me at blithestarlight.com and subscribe to my list. That way you'll never miss an episode of the Modern Mystic Soul podcast, which can also be found on Spotify, iTunes, and all your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Pinterest as Blythe Starlight. Until next time, stay magical.